You are now listening to the Minority Trailblazer Podcast. Season 2, new intro, let the story begin. One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do you love her? 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 One time for the lovers, two times for the ladies, three times for the brothers, four times for the babies. Do you love her? 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 Brown skin, love her. Brown skin, love her. Brown. Brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. She my brown skin, love a brown skin, love a brown. She my brown skin, love a brown skin. Hold me down. Welcome to the Minority Trailblazer Podcast, and I'm your host Greg E Hill, the Culture Change Agent. First and foremost, I would like to say thank you from the bottom of my heart for everybody who was praying for me, who was tweeting me, who was Instagram, DM me, Facebook me, email me about my face. And it's, it's, I'm almost 100%. Like, I'm, I'm kind of like Wolverine right now. I'm two weeks, almost lost my face in my eye. And I'm almost back at 100%. So I'd like to thank God first and foremost. And also thank you, our listeners, for keeping me in your prayers and for the well wishes. As well as for those keep leaving a review, those are my iTunes users. It's really simple. It takes like a minute. Thank you. We're almost at a hundred. We only got like two more to go. So please make sure you leave your review. The next two people to leave a review, please put your. I, I'll, I'll find out your address so I can go ahead and send out a free copy of my book, and we can go from there. Also, I would like to say thank you so so much for all our listeners in the united kingdom in australia and canada and south africa i know there's a lot of people listening outside the u.s as well but those five countries have been showing up more and more and more over the last couple weeks and it's so so encouraging that know that i have listeners all over the country that are tuning in each and every week getting valuable insight to hopefully change their lives to hopefully change their careers and most importantly, to change the culture. Y'all like how that sound, right? Ah, y'all forget I'm a motivational speaker, so I got that. Ah, <laughs> you know I'm hyped and excited. So I ain't gonna hold you too long before we get into our guest today, because this week's guest is phenomenal as always. And yo, we only have uh, five more episodes in season two, and in season three, because we're gonna take a month off in between. And I got some big stuff dropping on season three. So, man, I thank y'all so, so much for the support thus far. We're going to continue growing. We're at 55,000 plus downloads. So, man, y'all are phenomenal. And we're going to just continue to build. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the show. (laughs) And you already know I'm excited because today we have a phenomenal show out there, specifically for my people interested in technology, anything digital, technology, app, web development, all that stuff, this is the show for you. So I apologize if you're not really familiar with that because it's going to get a little techy, but there's a lot of soul in this show. And I'm, and, and most importantly, I'm encouraged because the people that I have on the line, I said people because I have two, they are their own company and they are the original company that helped me bring my website to fruition. So the platform you see, greggyhill.com, where you listen to the podcast, where you see all my stuff, they created that website 
from scratch with with help of a template, of course. But they are my web designers, and I'm glad to share their journey. And this is especially those for our entrepreneurs that coming out the gate first year, second year are struggling. For the entrepreneurs that are juggling a full-time job with a heavy workload. For our entrepreneurs that have spouses at home too. So spouses, full-time job, and a side hustle that takes a lot of time, energy, and drains them. So I definitely think this show is going to speak to a lot of them. So let me get a little bit about their bio and I'm going to jump right into it. So our first guest is Timothy J. Noble. He is a mentor, entrepreneur, enthusiast of all things tech. He is a proud graduate of North Carolina and State University. It's been a long time since I had an Aggie on the show, so I'm excited to get back to him. And he got a degree in computer science, and he had several internships, and now he works for a Fortune 200 company as a software developer. I mean, he enjoys coding. Like, really, he enjoys coding in multiple languages, including Java, C++, Python, HTML, and native Android. Like, who puts that in their bio? Only engineers puts they enjoy coding in their bio. So <laughs> he's a very active in his community and church, and he has a passion for giving back and motivating the youth of tomorrow. So that's a little bit about Timothy. He also enjoys biking, riding, and long walks on the park and spending time with friends and family and friends. And then next we have Miss Brittany Epps. And she's also a prior graduate of North Carolina Anti State University as well as have her master's degree from the University of Cincinnati. She has worked for a Fortune 500 company as a software engineer for the last four years, and while following her passion for Spark Designs. She has been coding since she was 12 years old in middle school, starting with Visual Basic. I don't even know what that is, but it sounds something like I probably now couldn't even master. And she's originally from Charlotte, North Carolina, and she has lived in Cincinnati and now lives in Detroit and is glad to be a part of the rebirth of such a historic city. So without further ado, I would like to introduce my web team, my designers, my friends, and also my proud Aggies, CEO, founders of Spark Designs to the Minority Trailblazer podcast. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank, thank you for you. having us. Oh, Thanks, man. Greg. I really appreciate that. And we are breaking oh, yeah. new ground because it's the first ever group podcast. So I'm excited. I know we're going to drop some bombs in here. So as y'all always know, every 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 show, we drop quotes to kind of get the motivational ball rolling and it kind of posts So if y'all could, I don't, I don't, I don't really care who who does it, but take the floor <laughs> and share a quote that y'all live by and then share a story how you use that quote in your everyday life. Um, all right. So my quote to live by, um, which is going to be different from Tim's. I mean, we, we do a lot of the same stuff, but yeah, it's going to be different (laughs) from you. My inspiration is different than yours, brother. But, um, my quote, and I, I live by this for years now is when I stand up before God at the end of my life, I will hope that I would not have a single bit of talent left and could say, I used everything you gave me by Irma Bombeck. So Favorite quote all time. I send it to friends randomly sometimes, drop it in groups randomly sometimes. And the the best, I mean, I, I literally live this every day. Like, I mean, we work, you know, regular jobs and then we leave those regular jobs 
and we go and do extra hours for spark designs for just anything we else we have you know um i mean i i'm married so i have my husband and jared has i mean jared the, uh, <laughs> timothy has his fiance so i mean even then you know we still got to give them 110 percent as well as you know give our business give the rest of our team 110 percent um so i mean i'm tired at the end of the day i know we're both tired at the end of the day but I don't feel right if I'm not tired at the end of the day. I'm just wasting the talent that he gave me, the time that he gave me on this earth, because a lot of people don't get it. Mm, you hey, started like starting the podcast deep. I love that. <laughs> All right. All I like right. that. I'm going to need to put that on my wall or something, put it on my whiteboard. Yeah, I got to remember that it. every day. I got to do that, too. Your turn, Tim. You should have um, the ball. <laughs> I know. Um, so mine, um, this one will kind of uh, touch base with kind of what you're doing and Greg and just what all of us are doing in general. Um, my quote is, do not follow where the path may lead. Go instead where there is no path and leave a trail. Mm -hmm. It's a quote by Harold R. McAllendon. Um, and for me, um, it, it's, it speaks to being a trailblazer. And um, it also speaks to one of my favorite scriptures. Like, you never know kind of where you're going to end up, but you kind of want to go and do something, go down a path where like, you know, it's, it's, it's scary, but you want to you want to set out to do something different and make your mark on the world, because if what are you going to leave behind? Kind of like what Brittany was saying, what are you going to leave behind when you when you're gone from this earth and you want to leave a leave a path or go where there's no path and leave that trail so that people know, OK, man, this he was that went down this path. It was a good way to go. And I, I kind of live that every day. Um and uh, try to do something different and try to make my own lane as far as what what can I do differently to attribute to um, the tech world or whether it's giving back to the community or how I can make myself better. But um, yeah, that's my quote. Amen. Amen. Those are both powerful quotes. And I didn't mention earlier in the show, but I think definitely think this show is going to be unique because not only the reason why I brought them on, not only are they my web designs, but also their perspective like like Brittany Miss Epps alluded to earlier not only are they work full-time as engineers but they also have businesses and most importantly they also have spouses like Brittany just got married and and um I know Tim he got his has a fiance and he's getting married soon so I don't think that's a thing that we we've talked about on this show dealing with relationships as well as juggling business and having a thriving professional life because in the, the day you still want to do well in your job and get good reviews so i definitely want to kind of dive into that because a lot of times on this show we kind of stick to entrepreneurship adding value whatnot but i know a lot of you listening here are in relationships or want to seek to have relationships and here is two prime young entrepreneurs and one actually has multiple businesses that they're launched so i definitely can't wait to pick their brain on how they balance it all and that stuff so before we get to all that juicy stuff Let's start with the personal background to get to know more about their guests and where they come from so somebody could take the lead. And I just want y'all to ask or, or each answer, kind of do a little bit of who you are and then where you're from. All right. So for me, I'm, uh, like Greg said, of course, the, the real discussion. My name is Timothy J. Noble II. Um, <laughs> I am King Noble. <laughs> right. That's my moniker, King Noble II. Um, I'm from Gaithersburg, Maryland. Born and raised, um, I have three older sisters. Um, I live with, with two beautiful parents, Tim and Katrina. And um, 
growing up for me, I mean, I was the youngest and I always, you know, felt like I always had something to prove. Um, and being in Gaithersburg, you know, I think my parents put me in a great position to be successful because they were both born and raised in D.C. and they knew they didn't want that type of life um, or me and my sister to grow up around around that type the life the type of lifestyle that was happening in D.C. Mm-hmm. So they put us in a position in the suburbs to be successful. And I you know at the time growing up, you know, I just thought you know it was, that's just how it was. But I really appreciate. Um, them putting us in a position for good school systems um, and teaching us very, very good core values. And, you know, now that me being an adult, um, I realized that and then that they really put their neck on the line day in and day out, you know, just to provide for me and my sister. So that's kind of uh, my background, where I'm from. Um, and from there, you know, I know you, Greg, from a and the illustrious North Carolina (laughs) (laughs) Agricultural and Technical State University, where I uh, got my bachelor's degree in computer science. And I went ahead and met Brittany there. She got her degree in computer science there. Um, And from A&T, I was uh, blessed with a job opportunity my senior year. Uh, I got a, I mean, currently a software developer at USAA. And I live in San Antonio, Texas with my beautiful fiance. And that's pretty much me in a nutshell right now. Amen. She is amen, pretty amen. beautiful. <laughs> hey, watch out. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, me and Tim grew up a little a little different. Um, I mean, we end up getting to the same point. So um, that just goes to show you, I mean, growing up, it really is just about your choices. Um, so I'm from originally from Charlotte, North Carolina. Born and raised all 18 years until I decided to go to North Carolina A&T for a computer science degree. Um, Majority of the time, uh, just my mom had a step down the picture a little bit, um, but then that kind of phased out. I have two little sisters, two little brothers. So unlike Tim being the youngest, I'm actually the oldest. Um, And a lot of my my motivation, my inspiration for, you know, just getting out of Charlotte, going to A&T, you know, making, you know, what I need to do at A&T, getting internships, getting a job after. Uh, a lot, tra- even the travel that I do now is really just for my siblings, um, just trying to show them a little something different that, you know, the rest of our family didn't get to accomplish, that we're just in a better place now to accomplish. Uh, and my family, I'm the second person overall to get a degree. Um, and then, of course, the first, um, I also have my master's in computer science from University of Cincinnati. So the first to do that. Um, and I just I want them to know that there's more out there. There's mm-hmm. a lot out there. You know, just in from what we saw in Charlotte, what we continue to see, you know, all over North Carolina, um, a lot of the stuff happening as far as crime and, and everything else. Just I wanted to make sure if, if, you know, if they didn't know anybody else, they knew their big sister. One had their back and two, you know, did everything so they didn't have to struggle. Mm, that's that's great. That's great. And before I kind of get into Spark Designs and kind of get into the nitty gritty of this interview, I do want to pick your brains because. A lot of times we every everybody that we have on this show has I mean, of course, some of them had different upbringings, different backgrounds. But right now they're doing amazing things, whether it's in a corporation, whether it's an entrepreneur, whether it's a university leader. And with what's going on in the culture, a lot of times, sometimes if we, we got good jobs, we we advocate online with our, with our fingers. We really don't get into the, the niss of what's going on in, in the culture, specifically the African-American culture. So I, I, I'm, I'm striving to keep this show a little bit more current and whatnot. So I just want to kind of get y'all thoughts on um, what role 
you yourself play and and and, and what's going on and, and, and things that you can kind of help with and, and and when i say what's going on I'm talking about the recent tragedies that happened in america the culture the racial climate Ooh, and, man. and and also what role you believe that uh responsibilities that young millennials play in this so you personally and the, the role as us young millennials play in this um what's going on oh we I know it's like y'all ain't see that the potential questions, but I was like, we can make a whole nother podcast. I know for real. (laughs) I know, but I wanted to ask because I don't. I I, I've definitely uh, I've been doing a little bit of disservice by not really asking our our esteemed guests these type of questions to start it off. So I just want to hear y'all thoughts. Wow. So um, so TJ and I both, uh, Tim and I both. I'll flip back between Tim and TJ. Um, I'll remember that I'm actually on a business podcast and say Tim, and then I notice oh, a conversation, so I'm gonna say TJ. Um, but I mean, we're both heavy in the community service. Um, a part of that being our Greek organizations, and a part of that just being, you know, us being to give back. Like regardless of backgrounds, I think that's a lot of what A and T instilled is you got to reach back. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's no point in us getting to a certain point. So I mean, even with the company uh, I work with on a day to day basis, there's no point in me reaching back. Uh, I mean, I, no, there's no point in me not reaching back, you know, to seeing from where I've gotten to from the very beginning. Um, usually, I mean, software engineer, female. I'm usually the only one on the team. Mm-hmm. African-American, female, software engineer. I'm definitely the only one on the team. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so I always make it a habit to even when new people come, I just make sure I reach back. Uh, anytime I see a, a non-familiar face, you know, definitely the same complexion just because it's not that many of us uh, in corporate America. I definitely make sure I reach back. Uh, introduce them to other people, introduce them to some leaders. Uh, the company I work for has been really great with getting us some FaceTime. But even outside of that, um, I mean, me and I think me and Tim have been pretty vocal um, as far as what's going on and how we feel about it. I mean, there's, man, it's just, it's, it's strong emotions right there. Um, but our big thing, um, and this is something, I mean, Tim, I'm gonna go ahead and throw this out since it's going to happen anyways. I mean, our thing is just making sure, one, that we set our communities up uh, for greatness making sure that everybody, you know, that we can encounter, uh, we can introduce to them in STEM. So actually Spark Designs is doing a laptop scholarship this year uh, mm-hmm. for North Carolina A&T, um, helping somebody out who doesn't, you know, have one because a laptop, we all know, you just about need one mm-hmm. in order to get through college. So doing that, um, I do a lot of community service. I mean, I live in Detroit. So I do a lot of, I, I do a lot of community service. I'm a part of a lot of entrepreneur networks here. Um, I mean, you know, uh, different from what you see on the news about Detroit, it's really, it's starting the uptick. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like, I know Cincinnati, I, when I lived in Cincinnati, I kind of missed it. It, it kind of already hit the uptick. You know, everything was, was decent. Um, uh, I just feel like me and my husband are here in Detroit right now for the time that we are here to make a difference. So he does a lot of community service as far as going to high schools, going to middle schools. Um, we do a lot of co- college career fairs. We do a lot of, um, community service. I'm actually thinking about starting a Lego league here mm-hmm. um, and getting a team together for that. Introduce elementary, middle school students to STEM. Um, just trying to use my talents, which is just STEM, really, um, just to reach back, you know, set us set us up for greatness. Mm, that's perfect. That's perfect. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know, it's it, it's definitely trying times right now, I would say, for um, this country that we live in, Greg. Um I mean, I mean, I'm gonna keep mine kind of, kind of short and simple. Um, I, I definitely realize that there needs to be a change in the community, um, whether it's you know with the African American people, people of color, 
any color um, and whether they're blue, meaning police or, you know, Muslims, black people, there has to be a shift in the culture. And, you know, Greg, this is still, you know, their culture aid, culture change avenue. Um, Mm -hmm. So, you know, me being in San Antonio, I live in a minority majority city, Mm -hmm. meaning 70 percent, 70 percent of the population are Latino Americans. Um, Seven percent are African-Americans. Wow. And, you know, so you can just imagine, you know, the makeup of this city. Um, and one of a couple of the things that um, we've had there recently, I, I've attended a couple of church forums and my church has hosted a forum just to talk about these things. Um, my my uh, chapter, uh, Delta Lambda, we hosted a community forum where the police chief came out, which is a very big deal. We've had. We had a lot of good questions out of it, but besides those talking points in those forums that we've had, it's the action that comes out of it that's important. And you know, a couple of things that we're doing in the community, my chapter, we're having a book bag drive coming up, you know, just to help out with kids and you know who might not be fortunate enough to afford the materials. Like these small things like that. Um, I'm working with the pastor out here. We are starting a a mentoring group for the community just to mentor young men, you know, you know, to change their, change their mindsets on how to live, whether it's, you know, teaching them etiquette or teaching them about finances, teaching them, you know, just tutoring them period or showing them um, how to serve in the community. So that's a couple of things that I'm doing personally um, that that's very important. And to me, one of the things that's very important um I always tell a lot of people this is an African proverb. It's called Sankofa, and it, and it means to reach back and take or or give. Um, and it, it's it's about bringing that com- your community up, no matter which community you're in. You know, there's always something important to be done. Um, mm-hmm. And you know, Brittany and I are big in the the Buy Black mo- movement, mm-hmm. where oh, you yeah. know, black dollars are important, and we've talked about investing in, you know, black banks, putting our money there. It's just small things. But, you know, at the end of the day, these small things can grow and become big because you might not know, you know, it all starts with one. You know, the power of one is very important because one person can influence one group. One group can influence one community. One community, you know, and, it, and it's a domino effect from there. Um, so, so those are the things I'm doing in San Antonio. And, you know, it's it's really important to me because I feel like, you know, kids or people younger than me are going to they're the they're the future of the next generation. Like mm-hmm. they're the leaders of tomorrow. So it's mm-hmm. imperative that we teach them, you know, skills and values and, you know, somewhere down the line that's been lost. Um, and I just hope that there's also a shift, not only people of color, but, you know, that, you know, there's people that other people that see it too. You know, I actually had a friend, um, this is a little sidetrack real quick, but I have a friend who has been living in Nigeria for the last couple of years. That's where she's from. But once she graduated from um, Syracuse for her undergrad, she's been working abroad and living there. Um, she recently came home and she's, when she left Nigeria, they told her be safe because it's crazy over there. 
You know, Nigeria is a third world country. That's crazy. (laughs) Right. You know, you think, you know, go to Nigeria, you want to tell someone to be careful over there because you don't know what to expect. It's it's a wild card just about. But she said, you know, people were telling her coming here to be safe, be careful. Mm. You know, so it's it's crazy how things are. And um, I just hope to see a lot of action in a lot of places. Uh, Of course, there's a lot of talk, you know, people post on social media all the time but there also has been some people posting action and i think that's what's important whatever action comes out of it and um that but that's all i'll say about that for for now i, don't, I could go on a tangent forever but yeah <laughs> man that's that's powerful that's crazy nigerians is like yo be safe like what but um i definitely the, the biggest thing i got out of that and it's crazy i had a conversation with one of my one of my line brothers the other day and because and you know when when that happened, there was a lot of text messages sent out, and a lot of people came came with everybody's come with ideas like let's let's globally organize, let's organize these chapters in North Carolina and Detroit and all these things, which are great ideas. But then my my line was like, yo, we we always talk about organizing and whatnot, but what about our neighborhood, like the neighborhood whoever wherever you live in? What are you doing in your neighborhood? Like, what are you yeah. doing? In the direct, like even your neighbors, next door neighbors, or the people that's in your small community, whether in your office space, your church, whatever, because a lot of times we reach for these national platforms, these national agendas, national movements. But I'm glad, like you said, what you what you can't control, you're controlling that scholarship fund. You can't control is the work that you do in Detroit, Michigan, or the work you do in San Antonio at your local church. It may not be huge and have these group of a hundred individuals driving and meeting all the time but if every if everybody says okay we're just gonna get this neighborhood right here that's it then imagine how strong we we would be in these movements and these escapades to kind of change the culture but um this is not a political show so uh we'll, we'll, we'll get back to the thing so let's talk about spark design let's go ahead and get into it what first of all how did y'all like discuss this this business idea and what made y'all come together with it and the reason why i I, the context i would like y'all to answer this from is that y'all already had successful jobs after graduation y'all didn't hit graduation and just have no jobs like y'all were had successful careers you were already active in your community what clicked in your head say hey let's start this side company and then also partner with somebody else on this vision oh man you know and it's it's funny how you know, this question always comes up. I mean, of course, it will always. But, you know, Brittany, I, Brittany and I, you know, as you can both tell, we're both motivated and both always thinking, you know, our minds move a thousand miles a minute. And I guess one day we were talking and we always wanted something to call our own. And, um, you know, we were both very, you know, versed in websites and mobile apps and just into the STEM field. So we're like, OK, why don't we do a web design company? We'll do this, that and the third. And it kind of came to fruition, you know, like just out of the blue, like, okay, well, yeah, we could probably do this. And uh, and I was, I think, sitting in my dorm and, you know, we were talking about it. We're like, okay, what would we call it? So we we kind of, uh, I'm, I'm big on like meanings and meaningful things. So I, I was thinking like, you know, household names of companies are, you know, one word that is a set meaning that means something like Google, one word, Microsoft, Apple. Um, it's just it's just a a, a stigma or a, a stake in your brain. Like, you know what that is. So I'm like, what about Spark? You know, it's it's something that it's, it's kind of like a light bulb. You know, that the Spark is, you know, the, uh, I guess, the igniting of, 
a flame or something. So it was like spark designs. Okay, it makes sense. Okay, I, I, and we it just it just flowed, and we liked everything about it because our moniker is you know we're we like to the flame of your business give it the re- recognition that it deserves. So like, and it always flows. And spark design thus spark designs was born. This was over three years ago now. It's been three years. And what was your first year like? Because I I know especially you, uh, Miss Epps. Now you were, <laughs> you were doing your master's degree. You had a lot going on. So how was it? Okay, still putting this on your plate and then trying to make it successful. Or and what? And honestly, when y'all first started. What what was your vision of success? Like, what was y'all? What, what did exactly were y'all come together to do? Because there's a lot of web design companies out there. There's a lot of um, places out there that consult and do this web design stuff. But what was your core mission of of doing or starting this company outside of just wanting to be entrepreneurs and want to have something that's your own? Ooh, so first year was a slap in the face. Be honest. Um, I mean, we came in with this grand door and it actually made, I'm going to take the we out and just say me. I think Tim's been real realistic and probably been (laughs) like the, the, the ground to my whole electrical circuit. I promise. Um, I mean, you know, ideas of grandeur, you know, you want to go out, you want to make a huge impact. We were hoping like, we'll make some mobile apps on the side. We'll do this. We'll do that. We'll get all these clients. Yeah. Complete slap in the face. Mm -hmm. I mean, like you, like you said, you know, there's so many webs, uh, website and mobile app development companies are a dime a dozen now. Everybody has one. Everybody uh-huh. does it. Um, so a, a lot of the first year was just trying to figure out our place in the world. Um, I mean, I, I had, yeah, I had, um, I was doing my master's. I was in a leadership program. It was pretty, pretty hectic. There were a lot of nights I probably didn't go to sleep, like, or I went to sleep at five and woke back up at seven. Um, but clearly I hate being comfortable. Um, and that's, that's always been my big thing. I don't, I don't ever want to get comfortable because it's, let's be real. It's real easy in this world. You get a nice, you know, the nice paying job, 60, 70 on up paying job. Um, you know, get you a nice little place to stay at, get you a little boo thing, you know, get you a little, get you a dog. Like it's real easy to, you know, go, go work for somebody else. Yeah. Oh yeah. Go work for somebody else. Come home. You know, y'all cook dinner, y'all sit, y'all watch TV. You read a book, maybe, and you go to sleep, <laughs> and that's the end of your day. It's it's super easy to do, and I'm aller- likes, I'm allergic to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you said what? <laughs> said who likes easy? I know, like, but it's it is it's so easy to fall into that to that conundrum of a life. I mean, and I'm not, you know, anybody listening. I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not shaking you for it. If, if that's your thing, then that's your thing, you know. But me and Tim just had so much more we wanted to do with whatever time we're given. Um, so, I mean, screw whatever time I, that needed to be done with Spark. It got done. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we really spent our first year building our team. Um, so it's not just us. We have a, a app developer who specializes in Apple. It's really good with Google Cloud Platform as well. Uh, we grabbed a marketing person. We got a finance person because I don't understand numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, we got a graphic designer because that's just not our thing. Um, so a lot of the first year was just understanding what our strengths were, what our weaknesses were, and trying to fix those weaknesses. And and honestly, it was really staying level headed because, um, like Brittany said, that first year, I think we both were kind of big headed. I mean, maybe Brittany more, a little more than me, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it, at the end of the day, you know, it was like, oh man, we want to do X Y Z. You know, we wanted to go literally from zero to a hundred really quick mm-hmm. because yeah. we're like, you know. I'm looking for that big cha-ching, but um, being an entrepreneur, realize, you know, we're going to fail a thousand times. And then, you know, it, it's really not how you 
what you is really what you do after you fail because you know we've throughout the couple of years we've been started we're really kind of starting to get into our groove now mm-hmm. um and even though we've had stuff set up for years we're not really doing a whole lot different mm-hmm. than before but it's just it's just it takes time and you know it's just being an entrepreneur sticking with it you know if you have a dream you got to stick with it regardless so that's, I think, what's really helped us and what's really been important. So could you, and because uh, that, first of all, that was great. And if you could just take us to a point in the story where y'all were sitting there kind of maybe a year, year and a half in and you're like, yo, this is, this is, this is difficult, man. We thought we was about to do this. Oh, and it's like, man. yo, I don't I, know. This is, this I, is, I, let's, hey, let's get a new idea. We got, bro, let's, let's, let's read, let's rethink this. And then. Tell us about that story and then what made y'all say, okay, now let's stick it through. And the reason why I asked to set it up because, um, there's a lot of people to listen in because I get emails all the time that are there. They've been in their business a couple of years and they're like, yo, gee, I, I'm not, I'm not making any progress, man. And I don't know what I do. I already didn't left another business and I'm just, I need a story. I need some inspiration. I just can't, I mean, I don't, I, don't, I can't just send my story. Okay. Boom. But can y'all share a moment when y'all y'all had to make a decision like, yo, are we going to keep doing this or what was going on? And then share what was the leading motivation that said, yo, let's let's see it through. Let's keep giving yo, it time. My my view, my my view from my view might be different than Brittany's. But <laughs> there was a point there was a point, you know, it was like we were really spread thin, like we were working on a big app. Um, Brittany, I think maybe it. I don't know, just finished school, was in school. So we were putting all these hours in. Um, you know, I was busy at work a lot too, but it was just like, where can we find time to work on Spark? Like we really had to sit down and go to the drawing board. It was like, okay, are we good enough to run this business? Like we want to keep the business, but Brittany was like, maybe we should just let someone else be the CEO of it. Or maybe we should let bring in an advisory board or something because we don't know what's doing. We're not getting enough money to our dollars. We have a team that's very, very loyal and they have their own lives as well. You know, they don't work full time for us. So Mm -hmm. they have their own full time jobs and we're in school and or we're in school or are still. So we were like, man, this is really going down the drain. We are not making we're not profitable. Um, We're like. I don't know what what we're going to do with next. Yeah, it was it was tough because we were like, well, dang, should we start over? I mean, I feel like I'm, we should just give it one more chance and then mm-hmm. then we'll see. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, Brittany, what do you, what were you thinking at that time? <laughs> I know you know what moment I'm talking about. <laughs> You're right. I mean, we we still even the beginning of this year, if I'm mm-hmm. not mistaken, Yes. Uh, to, we had this exact. I swear we had, had it at the beginning it was, of every it was year. Like, <laughs> it was like for this year. It was like at the very end of last year. We had yeah. just got on with a client, and I had, it was like, okay, well, let's let's see how it how it flows. Um, and it, it, it's almost like that. You we got you got to take time to reevaluate kind of where you've come, and like we were realizing, okay, this is we should be here. You know, we set these goals. We should be here. Like, what what, what are we doing wrong? Yeah. Um, we we kind of put out. We tried to put out an app, um, and then it was so time consuming on our part that we weren't getting the value add we saw we saw to mm-hmm. um, saw out of it. So it was, <laughs> yeah, it was it was tough. 
<laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, definitely kudos to the team. I'm going to shout them out real quick. Keenan, Tamara, Harry, Carmen, y'all the real MVPs. Um, yeah. I mean, because this was really me and Tim's, you know, dream and, mm-hmm. and we add them to them. They, they, I want to say they bought into it, but they know us. So mm-hmm. they know if, you know, if me and Tim say something's going to get done, it's going to get done. Mm-hmm. Um, as far, I mean, we reevaluate every year. We revamp every year. We've redone our own website. I mean, and we're perfectionists. Like, even when we do client websites, I'll be like, I don't, and like a client will be like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I'm looking at it like, uh, I could change this. <laughs> I could change that. Like, it's just, there's always like, we really have redone our website several times now. Um, I mean, it's just, I don't, I mean, you just got to keep moving. Like it, it just get, it got really difficult. I mean, we're just now, we're in year four now. Mm-hmm. And I promise you this year, it's just, everything is picking up. Um, I mean, a lot of that is Greg uh, for those listening as well. Um, so shout out to everybody that Greg has sent our way. I mean, a lot of that is, but it really is just, I mean, it's just word of mouth. And we, we were confident in our product. We knew what service we could provide to small businesses, which is what we specialize in. We understand people don't have you know, an entire budget to have a complete tech team and, and everything you need to have that web presence. So we we understood that. I mean, and it really was just we do a good job on one person's uh, website. They go and tell like five people. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's really what it's come down to, to the point now where, I mean, we're hosting, you know, we're having free consultations. So if you're looking for a website, we do free consultations. Um, <laughs> we're having free cons- I got to put a plug. plug. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to plug it. Uh-huh. Um but we're doing those almost like at least two or three times a week now. Oh man, that's I mean, fantastic. that's just, it's crazy because I swear when we first started, we maybe did one website our first year. We did a lot of, you know, we would make a lot of websites uh, and just, you know, add our tag to them, add it to our portfolio. But as far as like websites that were getting, you know, people were paying us for in that first year or two, mm-hmm. maybe two or three. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yes. and now we're to the point where, exactly. I mean, and now we're to the point where, you know, we have that, we have the uh, the influx, actually. We were actually talking about picking up an intern mm-hmm. um, because it's just, it's so, it got so busy that, thank goodness, we did not cr- quit this past January. Like, you know, we consider, we're like, all right, we'll wait till the end of this year mm-hmm. and then we'll reevaluate. <laughs> but, uh-huh. I mean, thank goodness we, you know, we let it kind of ride. Nah. But yeah, it's, I mean, just for all those listening, it's really just persistence. Like when you have a dream, you know, you got to believe in it. I mean, even when no one else does, you know, you have, you have something that you believe is golden. You just got to work on it. I mean, Rome wasn't built in a day. <laughs> so, you know, you just got to continue to be persistent and be patient. And then not, and I also, I would say this, like, it's really big. Don't spread yourself too thin. I, there was a point where we were offering website services, uh, social media marketing, mobile apps, yeah. um, uh, business logos and business uh, documents, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and it was so much like, like I said, we were a team of five mm-hmm. doing five different things mm-hmm. and <laughs> it was too much for us. Cause like one, we weren't getting any traction on it not one of them. Mm-hmm. So it was like, bro, what are we doing? Why? It was yeah, like, let's, and then we know we're like, okay, what are we going to stick to as our main pro- product? What's the pros and cons of doing only mobile apps? What's the pro- pros and cons of only doing um, websites? So, I mean, you as, a, as an entrepreneur and a business owner, you have to reevaluate your strengths, your weaknesses, and then evaluate what's going to, what's going to set you up for the long run. Because at the end of the day, you know, your business is going to sink or swim 
based on the work that you put in and based on the dedication that you have. So we both are very, very dedicated, very, very um, motivated. And so we we stuck to it. Um, We're stuck to our guns. I mean, this year has been proven to be very, very good for us. And we only can hope to grow from there. Amen. Amen. Because, I mean, it's crazy. I was just reading the uh, Phil Knight's book um, other day. I I forgot the name of it, but his autobiography. And it's crazy how many how many times when you really study other it's not even entrepreneurs. This is for teachers, for creators, for whatever profession you're in. How many times those individuals were like, yo, this is this is my last year. This is my last time doing this. Like with Phil Knight. This is he was 10 years in the game. His revenues were millions of dollars a year. And Mm -hmm. every single time, like every week, every month, he had to make a million dollar cash payment to a bank in order to even keep Nike open. This is after they had been mega successful from what everybody had thought. But just to create, create, make payroll every month, it was do or die for that business. And it's, it's, it's countless times that I, as a speaker or whatever, like, yo, this is this is just not it. Like, I mean, I, I, had, I thought I had the talent, but it's not working. It's constantly reevaluation. But like you said, this is year four. Like, and y'all are not old. It's not like y'all 40 years old. Like, y'all, <laughs> you, you like 20, 25, right? Yes, sir. And Brady, you're, since you're, you're since you're a lady, I'm not going to disclose your age, but you're not that much older than me. So it's like, this is a long time just to kind of get in the rhythm. But I mean, it, it just can't, it takes a lot of time. So before we wrap up the, the, the personal backstory and stuff like that, knowing what you know now, I know there's a lot of things you would tell yourself when you first started, but what can y'all each give your, your, your top one thing you would tell yourself when you first started Spark Designs? You don't have to have it all together in the beginning. I like that. Yeah, that's, um, that's what I would tell myself. Yeah, I would say just baby steps, you know, literally. Like, I mean, it's you want to start, you want to go big, just start really small because you make that first dollar, then it turns into two, mm-hmm. and on and on from there. Baby steps. Amen. Amen. So let's make that transition to present day. And I want to kind of go behind the scenes and ask some questions for those that um, that because when you, people think about web design and of course, now that I know working with y'all and just kind of knowing the industry more a quality web design is it's very costly. And then I've always like, so why, why is it? Why is it? What, what is the upcharge? What is all this? So I want y'all to quickly go through a process and I guess you can talk to where one one person can go the website and one person go like building an app and kind of quickly walk us through what that process really looks like because I know there may be people on the line that they're like yo I, I want a quick turnaround or why why the why am I getting charged this so and and when anytime I ask y'all like what goes into it I'm blown away on how many levels there are with this if you want a quality design so can y'all quickly talk about um, just the process behind the scenes of a, a web design company. From building a website, um, a lot can go to it. I mean, they're so versatile. It all depends on what you know a person would want. Like, if you want a blog, you know, you're selling T-shirts out of your trunk or blase blase. I mean, a website is going to need. You need first of all a back end for a blog. You need a database. Um, that's going to hold, you know, your blog post or a database that will hold all of your products that you're selling. And the, the, the process behind writing code to make sure your database works and also not only works, it is also secure. 
that that in in translation and I mean well translation from I guess dollars to software, like it, it gets expen- expensive to maintain a database because that has to be upkept. Um, it has to be on all the time. So not only are you looking at, okay, I, I have X number of products. Um, I get 10 new products every month. I sell 40 products every month. You have to keep that updated. So that costs with maintenance. Um, and not to mention when you host a website, like from at, for, at various hosting sites like GoDaddy or Domain.com, their servers with all your website files are on 24 seven. Mm-hmm. That's why that cost, like you have to pay a cost to host your website. You also have to pay a cost to have your domain name. You have to pay for your domain name. And sometimes there are premium domains like, okay, Mike, my, my last name, if I wanted a noble.com, noble is a premium word that would in translation be a premium domain that costs in the thousands of dollars. Like it's crazy that a domain can cost that much, but because there's so many things out there that has to do with noble and nobility and whatever, it, it it's a premium domain. If you want to pay that much for a domain, cool. But domains typically cost about nine dollars, eight nine dollars, and then for the security, it's probably another eight dollars. Um, but then then I want people to understand that not only do you have to realize the coding piece that goes into your website, you have to know that. It's content heavy. And when you want a website, your web designer does not provide you your own content um, unless you want them to write you something. I'm not, <laughs> saying, I'm not saying, you know, we're good writers or anything, but that's also an extra cost, too. That's like having someone write your own speech or whatever or, uh-huh. you know, paying someone to, you know, take your picture. So content meaning pictures and words. All the text. Your website. Like, yes. <laughs> All the text. I mean, and and that's what we do. We we when we go through the consultation, we kind of get a get a sense of what you're trying to put where and whatever. But then once we after the consultation, we work on wireframes, and and that means okay, placement on this page will go here, and like we walk clients through that so that they can understand and they can see. Okay, I know on the home page, I'm going to have picture one, two, and three, and paragraph X, Y, and Z. You know. And over here on the side, it's going to say this. Like it's the small things like that because you gotta kind of piece together how you want your sites to look. It's a representation of you and what you stand for, or your business, or your product, or whatever. So, like a website, like Greg said, there's many levels to it. And Greg, as you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> working with us, like you know, it, it's imp- you sometimes have to go back to the drive workers like, oh man, I didn't realize, you know, mm-hmm. I would need this, this, and this. But, you know, a lot of things we try to tell our clients, you know, when you come to the consultation or even before we start, you know, the contract and the terms, we want you to know, like, at least all the content that you want to put on there. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the purpose for your site? Oh, I'm a, I'm a motivational speaker. Okay, let's have pictures of you speaking in groups of kids, you know, go get a photo shoot done. Let's get you a bio about you, you know, some things that you've done, events, books, and all of that. So there's different things that go into the website and planning. And we kind of done this a lot so we can kind of help structure, you know, okay, this looks like this. And okay, this looks like that. This can go here. Oh, this looks better. will work better on this page. And also then lastly um, would be a template. Mm-hmm. And a template 
you know, right now what we do, we go out, there's thousands of free templates on the internet and we go out and find a template for our client that is suitable to what they like. We ask them to go look at some websites that they like and tell us what they like about them. We go out and find some templates that they can, that we can do. Templates come kind of preloaded with some fake content and everything on there is highly customizable. We can extract different things and put different things in. Um, but we can also design templates, but that, you know, raises the cost factor again that you were talking about, Greg, because when you're designing a template, that's, you know, coding, more coding to it. And, you know, you're really kind of putting our, your own spin on how you want the page to look mm-hmm. without the content. So that's what the template is. So the content goes into the template and you have it mesh really well. But since we work with a lot of startups, we just kind of get them preset templates so that they can feel comfortable in the speed. It also helps with um, delivering a project a lot faster. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I can tell you, if we have everything go smooth on a project with a client, I'm talking from start of the consultation to end a project, I think our best is three weeks. Oh, wow. That's, mm-hmm. that's phenomenal. Yeah. And, and, you know, and that's just saying, you know, we have a lot of communication, you know, we're messaging back and forth. We're having design checks to make sure everything is in place, make sure like even the smallest little detail, a highlight here, a highlight there, you know, everything is so customizable on a website. It is not even funny. So yeah, that's, that's websites for you. I can go even deeper, but that's, that's <laughs> an overall websites in probably about five minutes. Uh-huh. Uh- so, I mean, mobile apps are uh, the same, um, a lot more costlier than websites are, um, just because they have probably a lot more interaction than any website will, mm-hmm. um, depending on the app, of course. So usually we start with just understanding what the client's vision is for the app, what it is exactly that you want it to do. If you want a restaurant app, all right, do you want people to be able to order through the app? Do you want people to be able to pay through the app? Do you want them to save, be able to save old orders? Um, just exactly what it is that you plan on having the app do. Um, from that, we go to design. So how do you want each screen to look? What's the best way for a screen to look? Because you always want to keep uh, usability to easy. Uh, we go into a lot of stuff, and this is probably going to sound rude, um, but let me explain. We go into a lot of stuff that the user is stupid. Um, that's the mm. best way you can develop <laughs> anything that nobody wants to click five, six different things in order to order chicken wings in an order app. You just you don't want to do <laughs> yeah. it. I had to that get sounds personal. That sounds- <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I'm just saying, I've seen some horribly, I mean, we both have seen some horribly done websites and mobile apps. Um, so the, the what not to do, no six clicks to chicken wings. Mm-hmm. Um, so just a lot of design, understand what each page is going to look like, understand your color scheme. Um, and then, of course, um, how to navigate, how the user can navigate from beginning to end with with as minimum screens as possible. Um, a lot of next we go to, all right, so say you need users, you need information coming in that's got to set up a database. There's multiple platforms. Um, and then we have to introduce our clients to the cost of each platform and how cloud development is the best thing to ever happen to um, to databases. As far as, you know, you only pay for that the space that you need. Um, but there's Google, there's Amazon, um, there's various uh, different clouds. So we have to introduce them to that comparison on that. Um, next is development. Do you want what we call a hybrid app where, you know, it's quick, um, it's usually a lot cheaper, 
And that app can be deployed on Windows phone, Apple phone, or Android's phone. Just doesn't have all the functionalities that Android specific app would have. Or do you want to go the extra mile? Your user absolutely needs to be on Apple, absolutely needs to be on Android, need to be able to use everything the phone has to offer. Well, that's going to cost you a little bit more. Um, so then next, of course, is marketing plan. How do you help? How do you plan on helping the app gain traction? Um, a lot of big, a big thing is the more downloads you get at a set time, the higher it rises on the number chart, the more people that are going to see it. Um, so that, how do you plan on doing social media uh, for it? Because any app is going to need either Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all three, or maybe even more with Google Plus and LinkedIn. Um, also, each app needs a land, it needs a website. So that just up the cost because that's now a completely different element. Um, even if it's just a landing page saying, hey, this is what the app does. Um, or even more where you have terms and conditions, um, something like what Twitter and Facebook look like um, from a website perspective. Then after development for that first round, you got testing. So we usually, you know, select a group of people, um, test cases, have them walk through and do certain things on the app. So if it's a back to my chicken wings, if it's a wings, <laughs> how many steps does it take to order the chicken wings? Um, you know, the the easeability of it. Um, did the app crash any? Um and then, of course, we give them user surveys. Hey, how did you like this? What did you not like about the app? Um, I'm not sure if anybody watches Silicon Valley, but it, it you get some pretty interesting answers. Um, and then, of course, we take that. We go back, not all the way to the beginning, but how can we refine the app to get those issues worked out the best way possible? Um, and then you have deployment. So going to all the various app stores, Android Market, um, Apple Store, Windows, um, for those people who actually use Windows phones, I don't know a ton. Um, <laughs> and that's usually the see. end. Oh yeah. I mean, I just don't know a lot. <laughs> but that's, <laughs> true. that's the end. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of costs when it comes to apps because everybody, of course, wants the demand. Like, oh, I want a user to sign in and do this. Well, that's going to cost you, you know, five, six, seven dollars per user. So you want your app to be successful. You want a lot of people on it. It's going to cost you. Mm. Yeah, nah, you hit that. You hit that on the head. You hit that on the head. Um, yeah. what are, what are some of the biggest mistakes you see people you um on well, people's websites nowadays as far as like small business Man. owners or whatnot? Like, just this is your time to vent as <laughs> website people to some of the biggest mistakes because there might be listeners out here with websites and not knowing they're making these mistakes. Yo, it, well, I would say this. This is just one. Brittany knows this ticks me off. Like when you have a website, I can guarantee you. Over what I don't know what the numbers are. Maybe over seventy percent of people who, if they go to a website nowadays, it's on their phone. And yeah. if you have oh. a website and you don't have a mobile version, and I'm not talking about like the the it's your regular version, just a little smaller. If you don't have a mobile version of your website, you're losing right now. Seriously. <laughs> like I mean, and we make all our our websites responsive, which means they shrink to the size of your screen. So whether mm -hmm. it's a tablet, a big screen TV, your computer, or your mobile phone, your website will be proportioned properly. And I, I can't stand that. Any site I see, then I know it's new because a lot of the companies I see are new. But even the older ones, it's, it's, it's time to upgrade. It's time. Yeah, that, that, I mean, that's a major one. I can't even, there's nothing higher than that. That's the <laughs> absolute worst thing. Oh like God. I can't, I can't remember the numbers. I hate, I don't like to put out facts without the exact numbers, but the 
the percentage of people that actually use their mobile phone to go to a website compared to a desktop or a laptop is staggering to the point where it may cost you a little bit more. And actually, it shouldn't even cost you a little bit more anymore because just about every platform does responsive. But if it if it's going to cost you a little bit more, please, it, trust me, it'll save your business. Please, please, please have a responsive app and then invest. I mean, invest in yourself of. Uh, I mean, I have a pet peeve of seeing, I mean, not understand, you know, the cost and everything, which is why we're here. But I have a pet peeve of seeing people that use like Wix.com mm-hmm. or Shopify, things of that nature. It's those platforms. I mean, they're great. They're for the person who doesn't understand web, doesn't have, you know, the money to go and buy a dev team. But if you really believe in your business, don't use an extra extension. Go ahead, get yourself a URL um, so that that thing you type in the address bar and, and just go ahead and buy it and pay for somebody to build what it is that you want to build. Um, believe, I promise you, like invest, investing in yourself, investing in your business. Web presence is everything. I mean, it's the Internet of Things now. Everything is connected. So you need to make sure that you're investing in yourself. Amen. 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 So um, another question, too. So say um, hopefully after, after everybody listening to this website, check out some of your some of your portfolios and they have they, mm-hmm. they have website needs. They go to y'all. But. What are some key questions that say, and if they don't go to y'all, whatever, they're trying to find a designer. What are some key questions they should ask their designer before hiring them? Because, you know, now there's a lot of freelance websites out there that solicit services. People from India, they charge $7 an hour for that. And they're like, yo, I can just get my website done over there. So can y'all give some, so for, for our audience people that, that, that want something done, give them some questions that they should ask their designer before working with them? Um, I mean, this is going to sound like you're jumping the gun all the way to the end, but which you are, but ask the designer how easy it is going to be for you to maintain this website after they leave. Mm. Um, I mean, we see this even with code during our jobs, Tim, like people who don't comment things, who have things jumbled, it's not organized. Uh, we do pride ourselves in our websites, giving the users the ability to go. And I mean, we do offer a subscription service. So you could say technically we're taking, you know, we're taking food out of our own mouths. Mm-hmm. But we we pride ourselves in having websites where if I need to go show you how to change a few words to it, if you want to change a picture out or add a picture a month or two after we're done with with the website, that you can go and do that and you don't need to pay anybody else to do that. Um, so ask, ask how, I mean, of course, look at their work that they've done, you know, prior to, but ask them how easy it's going to be for the, you to uh, maintain your own website after the project is complete. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. Anything to add to him? Yeah. I mean, I would say um, definitely ask, like, I know that I'm probably want to shoot us shoot my, ourselves in the foot on this one too but <laughs> i mean definitely ask um or at least say up front your budget because i mean mm-hmm. at the end of the day you know it's what you can afford and i know ourselves we offer we're very very flexible in working with our clients as far as providing them something that they can afford but still giving them a very high quality website no matter what their budget is, we're going to put our all of our effort into it. But I would definitely say ask ask what you know if they have packages or if they have payment plans because you know mm-hmm. you you want to get that investment out there. But I know startup companies or people who are just starting don't want to pay you know thousands of dollars for a website. And I've seen or heard of websites costing like I'm just waiting for the day where someone can pay me. You know, uh, twenty, thirty thousand dollars or more for a website. Um, 
but yeah, definitely ask, you know, about, you know, the cost of their, their services, uh, including their maintenance too. Um, because that's something that, you know, you want to, you know, keep in mind. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Nah, you hit that on the head because a lot of times, especially back in the day, I used to look at, I go to say if I'm a speaker or say if I'm a podcast, I go to the top podcasters online, look at their websites, like, yo, I want my website to be like that. But then once I listen to their podcast, like, yo, a lot of these guys, they put tens of twenties of thirty, thirty, forty thousand dollars in this website. You're like, yo, why am I talking looking like that? But like you yeah. said, it all goes to invest yourself in this levels. Like you got to be honest mm-hmm. and upfront about that. And hopefully you can find a great company like Spark Designs that can work with you in your dream. And um, continue doing that. So, so hold on, real quick though, Greg. Mm-hmm. Like I was watching, uh, I think it was a Shark Tank, mm-hmm. and uh, I think Mark Cuban was working with the company, and they were redoing their website, and they wanted to pay. I'm pretty sure it was three hundred thousand to get their website re- revamped, and it was some like Good. company sure. they were selling dresses or something, and they were very big and very profitable, but I was like, yo, if someone can pay me 300000 to do one website, I'm, I'm there. <laughs> I'm there. I'm saying, what? like, they like in the piece that it gets really big when you involve back in in database pieces, especially the upkeep. The maintenance mm-hmm. is probably the more expensive part because that's constant, especially if your website is changing all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, like Greg, I know you update yours constantly with your blog posts because I mean there's a content manager for you to do that. But if you're paying someone else, you know, just keeping them on retainer to do that, you know, how simple of a task is that for someone to get paid for? But that's what I said. Three hundred thousand for a website, bruh. I think I called Brittany <laughs> like two minutes later, I was like, yo, we're not doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. No, nah, that 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 is that that is a uh, that is hilarious, man. But uh, last question this round: <clears throat> What can y'all just share with us? What is what has been y'all one biggest uh, disappointment, and uh, what is one what is your biggest success? Because I said it's been four years in the game. And when I say disappointment, it don't got to be like something really down. But what is some of the <laughs> things that you just really didn't think going into business that would transpire like that? But then also share with our audience one of your one of your biggest successes. Um, biggest disappointment, TJ, you're going to laugh. Um, <laughs> biggest disappointment is that Google reads your emails. Man, and I was going to say this. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say this. That's what my, that's what our biggest disappointment is. So just a, a really, really, really quick background story. We were developing the app a year and a half, two years ago. Um, uh, some of the listeners may have been tapped to, to be on the, um, when we put out the crap, when we put out the prototype, um, on the play and trying to play around with it, um, our testing group. I'm not remembering the correct word for this right now. Um, so we had this app. I mean, the idea was great. You know, we were building it up. It got too costly for us. Um, and we were kind of at that weird period where we were starting to pick up other projects, but it still wasn't enough. Um, and so we had to say, you know what? All right, we've spent this much time on it. Um, we're just going to have to, unfortunately, and it sucked, we're just going to have to scrap it. And it was actually called Scrapic. Um, it was going to be like a photo sharing meets group me meets Facebook. It was going to be, I mean, it's going to be epic. That's the only word I can think of. And then not even like a month or so later after we decided to, you know, to let it go to move on, invest in some other projects, the Google photos come out and it was exactly like Scrapic, like to the T. And then at that moment, I realized that Google runs my life. 
and that they were reading our emails. Man. And that was the biggest disappointment. When I oh, tell man. you, when I tell you this was a genuine idea, it was like, oh man. Like, I mean, I, at the time, like, I was like, this is a great idea. I didn't know how it could or would take off. But when you get someone like Google to take that idea and we couldn't even come back from that. Like, you can't even come back like, oh, we have an app like that too, but it's already too late. Like, oh, I can't tell you the hurt I felt. When I, <laughs> and it still feel because I use Google Photos faithfully. And like, every time I use You're it. You're a cheater. And- <laughs> You're not loyal. You're not loyal. <laughs> I, I, every time I use it, I'm just like, yo, this is exactly what we were doing. Like, everything. So, yeah, it, it, it definitely hurt. That was so disappointing. So <laughs> you know, we still use Google for our emails, but we haven't learned. <laughs> but I mean, out of all that, I mean, there was a joke with the Google still. In- I'm hoping that's not what happened, but just investing a lot of your time in something and then getting to the point now, I mean, getting to a point where you realize it's just, it's not going to work. Um, and you, you do have some ideas out there, unfortunately, where after you work through um, if you do a SWOT chart, you do, you know, strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, um, you I'm forgetting the T at the moment, um, but you get through that and then you realize, hey, this this isn't going to work. This isn't what I thought it was. So that was that was a really big disappointment because we spent a lot of time on that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So TJ, you for the success. Um, so as far as success, um, it, it's probably. It's it's kind of corny, but it's it's just the opportunity now that we're in a position um, that we can provide scholarships, mm-hmm. and um, not to allude to anything you know major, but we really want to be in a position where we can provide and give back to the STEM community, and I feel like everything up to now, you know, has been pushing for that moment. And we're still going towards that. So, you know, like I said earlier with Baby Steps, um, making websites is just a stepping stool for us. You know, and we have come so far now as far as doing that. And it's something we're going to continue to do. But it's not our end goal, if you know what I mean. So I just think that, you know, I'm really excited that we're going to go forward with providing this scholarship this coming up semester um, it, it, it's really just, you know, something to give back and continue the dream. You know, someone else may, you know, hopefully this laptop will spark, you know, something in, in that person to code or an idea that comes up. So I'm just excited about that. And that's just, you know, how can you measure success when we're still working and grinding? But right now, that's that's it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, gotta cherish the small moments, gotta cherish small moments. Our our last round before our rapid answer is the future. And I just want to ask a couple quick questions. So what's next for Spark Designs in 2016? Do you got any new announcements on the way or anything new <laughs> that you would um, like to share? <laughs> I know, right? I mean a couple of our, our tongues are tied a little bit uh just because of NDA uh agreements. Um but no, we I mean we have a couple apps that we're working on for other people, um, some apps coming in. So we're excited about those. I mean, our portfolio this year has grown tenfold. So excited about that. Um as twenty sixteen goes, uh not I mean, we're gonna wrap up this bit this year was really um since we started getting a lot of work, just really building our fro- our portfolio, building our reputation. Um and then of course the scholarship. So as far as twenty sixteen, it will probably be, you know, slightly mum. 
uh, for the rest of it. But 2017 and on, I mean, the sky's the limit. Eventually, we'll take over the world like Google has. Um, but, I mean, we're still, 2016 is just, it's exponential growth. Hey, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And uh, when it's all said and done, how would how do each, outside of Spark Designs, this is a personal question, how do y'all want to be remembered? We want to be tech moguls. <laughs> outside of Spark Designs, T. Oh, you can I mean, do, you can do, yeah, you can I mean, that's start outside. off with the, because <laughs> that's outside the, too. <laughs> oh, dang, I jumped over the question, tech moguls, because I mean, the, the, the question before that question was, what is the future of Spark Designs? Because I know. Honestly, I know what y'all are capable of. And the web designers, that's just the foundation. Like y'all, 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 I know y'all have a lot more in store. And I know y'all can't share everything, but tech moguls, tech, you usually don't see tech moguls just come from this website development and app. So if you had to create or if you had to say 20 years down the line, what does Spark Designs look like? This just oh, looks like pious. somebody else being CEO because I'm going to be retired on an island. By <laughs> <laughs> That's what it looks yeah, like. Uh, that, that is real. But I mean, Spark Designs, I mean, it, Spark Designs, what is, who knows what it's going to look like, right? I mean, we can say one thing now, but that can change five times until, you know, to the end of this year, right? But I mean, but I mean, I, I just want, the future Spark Designs, I, I think, is going to be prosperous regardless. I mean, we're not going to give up. It's not going to be Google. I'm not going to say that because I do know our lane. <laughs> but, I mean, um, we're definitely going to be someone to look out for as far as what we do in the community and what we do in STEM. So not just websites you know, and mobile apps, but Spark Designs is going to be, I, I, I can say, like a, a household name for the STEM community, you know, and for those listening, the STEM, the STEM community is science, technology, engineering, and math. Um, so we want to be big in STEM. Brittany and I are both nerds. Uh, so oh, yeah. we're, we're big on, you know, all things STEM. So we look to change the game a little bit. Hey, amen. 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 And and now individually, what do y'all want to leave behind? Oh, another deep one. Um, I mean, a, a legacy. Um, I mean, everybody wants to leave a legacy. So that, I mean, that seems pretty, you know, generic, a legacy. But I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, even going back to my quote, I want to make sure I did everything that I could do um, in order to set my family up in order to set the community around me up. Um, just, you know, I want to be known as a, a great wife. That's that's a really big thing for me. Um, marriages don't too well, do too well in my family. So that's that's a mm. goal just to stay married. Um, that I mean, you know, I like to, you know, have my name remembered with the great software engineers. Uh, there's a hall somewhere for that. Um, <laughs> and, and really, I mean, it really is just a legacy. I mean, and it really just it begins with Spark Designs, that legacy, um, just how we imprint. I want you know, my name to be in somebody's book of, you know, the contributions that we made to the STEM community, um, even as far as outreach and then um, innovation. Mm, I love that. I love that. I love that. So let's get into our, our and before I get to the coach change round, because the coach change round, that's basically the, with the last round of the show. Is there anything that's on your mind that y'all would like to share before we answer that? No, nah, man, let's get into it. All right. Bet, bet, bet. bet. <laughs> And I don't know how we're gonna do this. I mean, y'all can, y'all can, we can just play around with it because I don't know if everybody can answer it one time. Or I don't know how it's gonna rock. But we're just gonna jump into it. <laughs> what is the best piece of advice that you have ever received? 
I'm about to say this is a lot longer than a, a rapid answer. Um, <laughs> best piece of advice that I ever received. Man, I can say as far as advice goes, I've received some good advice, some bad advice, but uh, what's the best? Always, I, I don't. I think it's more the motivation behind it. Like the people that tell me you can't, you're not going to be able to do this, but. Um, I think when I was younger, someone told me that I was going to be president one day and I was like, okay, uh, uh, I'll set out to do something like that. But, you know, (laughs) but I think, I think it was more so like, um, you know, not of the United States or anything, but, um, just go out and be, be who you can be and be present and be president of, um, anything that you can create. Like if you can create something, go out and take charge and lead something, be a leader. You know, it was just instilled in me early at a young age, you know, and and um and that's what I can think of right now. Amen. What is one of your personal habits that you can attribute to your success? Reading. <laughs> what book? Oh, I already had the question about the books. That's the next question. So I, I that's it. what about you, Tim? Um, sheesh, I don't know. I would, I would just say I stay up on you know current topics in my in my in my field and outside of my field. I just stay current on a lot of things. You know, it just helps with conversation flows. It um, so actually, well, I guess to put that together, networking, uh, networking is mm. very, very, very uh, it's, it's the big thing that helps me be successful. Mm. Oh yeah, love that, love that, love that. What is your favorite book and why? Um, business. Can I give two? Yep. So, <laughs> business wise, the Intelligent Entrepreneur. Um, it follows three Harvard Business School students um, who learned how to fail, fail, and uh, fail again. So that's a really good one. I read that early on when we first created Spark Designs. I think it got me through that first rough year. Personal wise. Um, the lies my teacher told me. So just everything going on now, um, I try to educate myself as much as possible on, you know, things that were possibly taught to us that should that should not have been or was just a complete lie, which is actually quite a bit when you go back and look at U.S. history and high schools and and everything. So just lies my teacher told uh, told me by James uh, Lowen, um, a teacher from actually uh, Lincoln University. Um, great read. Mm. What inspires you the most and keeps you motivated? Family. Uh, yeah, family keeps me motivated. And um, just working, you know, who I do it for, you know, that's every day. You know, I have a target on my back and you got to remind yourself who you do it for at the end of the day. You know, for me, it's, you know, my fiance, my, my family, my sisters. It's everyone that I can think of that will motivate me. And each and every day, why do I get up? It's it's them. They keep me going. It's the purpose behind it. You know, without them, you know, uh, what would I what would I work towards? You know, I would I just sit and probably play Xbox all day. <laughs> <laughs> love that, love that, love that, man. And um, the, and y'all can both now nah, y'all can both take the stab at this last last question. But the question before the last question is: If you were the president of the United States, what is the first thing you would do? <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the president of the United States. Um, <laughs> let's see. Uh, you're the first thing you do. I 
would invest more in entrepreneurship. I cheated, but yeah. <laughs> what about you? I, I'd paint the White House black. Really? <laughs> I is would. That, is that... I no, I'd, I'd be unapolo- unapologetically black. I mean, you know, I and I'd be real with it. I, I can't even lie. This last question is a deep question because, like I said, we're all culture change agents. It's not just my moniker. I I, 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 I trademark a portion of it, but it, <laughs> it, it, it uh, no, we're all culture change agent here. And um, this last question is for this: is if you could change one thing about society, most specifically our African American culture, what would it be and why? Us investing in ourselves. Um, I mean, too many times, even up here in Detroit, oh, I mean, where there's a, a heavy African American population, um, plenty of times we go to places such as uh, chicken and fish. I mean, it sounds bad. Uh, chicken and fish, like places that you know, you you buy, we fry, uh, and then the you know the people behind the counter are just not of the same uh, ethnicity. And mm-hmm. I mean, I have no issue with other ethnicities doing theirs, but I do have a problem when, I mean, me and Tim were just in LA a few weeks ago. We go to Koreatown, you got, you know, places, Chinatown, most of the major cities have them. Um, you know, you have, you know, Amish markets and things of that nature where the people who own it, you the know, people- Amish markets are love. They are, oh, sorry, but the ahead. people who own it, the people who, you know, are working it, are benefiting most from it is that ethnicity. Whereas you go into black African-American, you know, black, you know, whatever politically correct term you want to use, you go into those communities and we're not owning it. We're giving our money. We're basically helping other people feed their families while our families struggle. Um, and so that's that's my really big thing is just, you know, educating, uh, getting people to invest more in their communities, open up those nail shops that you spend one hundred dollars a week at, open up those places that fry your fish, because we all know. I mean, our grandma can fry the best fish out of anybody else we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just things like that. Invest, invest in your community to the point where you're the one running your community, and it's not considered the ghetto. If I can change one thing about this, our society, I would say education. Um, and I mean, that's just, you know, whether it's educating ourselves about ourselves or just period. Um, uh, not to knock, you know, teachers or the education system that we have in place now, but I I always ask myself, is it enough? You know, I find a lot of people like to um, homeschool their kids. And then when we get to the African-American community or the black community, what do you know about your history, you know, your history yourself, about your family and about the the people like, you know, the schools, the schools lie like there's lies in the books that they, they put in the schools. And I would definitely, you know, put in a change to educate people about, you know, our culture, our history, you know, our ways, um, you know, how to be black. And, and then that starts, you know, in the community. So. I, I think that, you know, we're not doing a good job as far as raising our youth or making it exciting for them to go to school, period. You know, you may, you know, a lot of people don't realize going to school is a privilege. Mm-hmm. Um, and really quick side story, when I I um, did a mission trip in Haiti a few years ago, and it's crazy, you know, the schools, the public schools you have to pay for. Um, everything like it's a it's a business out there for them, and there was kids there who would give anything to get the opportunity of education that we have. Um, and it, it's just it just blew my mind how thirsty 
for education they were. And then coming back here, it's like kids feel like it's a burden to go to school, you know? And I'm just like, man, you know, whether you're going to school and learn something like educate yourself, read, of course, you know, you have to know what you're reading, but uh, one of the biggest things, what they say about black people, if you want to, if you want to um, outsmart them, if you want to, uh, if you don't want them to learn anything, put it in a book or put it in text, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's just one thing, this is one thing that goes to, you have to, education is very important. Um, and I, I think that it's a big part of the downfall of our community and our society, you know, whether it's any color of people. With all that being said, man, it's been a phenomenal interview. I know y'all dropped a lot of value, shared part of your story, and I'm just excited to kind of get this out to the world. So where can everybody find you guys at online? So we have our website, sparkdesignswithaz.com. Uh, we are on Facebook, Spark Designs. Uh, we're on Twitter, Spark Designs. Also, we all have our own personal uh business it's kind of weird personal business twitter names so i'm the ceo of nerds and uh-huh. tim is the i'm a uh, code name underscore nerd and so. then of course we're on instagram uh spark designs llc so just remember the z and the z in spark designs and you'll find yes. us please don't forget the z <laughs> Indeed, indeed, indeed. Well, guys, um, I would like to thank you from the bottom of my heart and Minority Trailblazing Nation for giving us an hour plus of your time on a Tuesday night just to share about you, share your story, man, and just uh, being a source of encouragement, which we're always in need of, especially in this day and age, man. So I'd like to say thank y'all. Hey, thank you right, for thank giving you us for a platform. Us, yeah. yeah. Uh, no problem. It's great. Man. It's the first of many, man. So Minority Trailblazing Nation, you already know what it is. I need you to do two things before we do part. First thing, make sure you leave a review if you have an iPhone. If you have iTunes, leave a review. Boom. It only takes one minute. Two, if you're listening via Android, Stitcher, whatever other device, no disrespect to our Android <laughs> listeners or my computer listeners, make sure you... Listen and tune in each and every week and make sure you share these episodes, the ones that resonate with you or may resonate with someone you know, share with them, all right? Let's continue to grow this podcast. So as we always do it, as we always do it, I need y'all to do another thing. What's that other thing, Mr. Hill? That other thing is to change the freaking culture. Good night.